Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello, and welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Steven Serta. Chiefs are back on the practice field on Thursday as they finish up their preparation for Saturday's contest against the Denver Broncos. We heard from head coach Andy Reid and offensive lineman Trey Smith. We'll start off with Reid, and then we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll wrap things up with Trey Smith. Here's Andy Reid. As far as the injuries go, Clyde didn't practice today. Most likely he's going to be out, as it looks right now. Uh, Yang is out. Um, and then the rest of the guys practice. Everybody got work in today, and uh, we should be able to make decisions on uh, on what direction we go with the acts uh, come game time. So I look forward to the, the challenge of playing Denver. We've, as we know they're a good football team, and and uh, they're getting a bunch of their guys back. They're they're banged up a little bit last week uh, with the COVID situation. So uh, all those guys are back now, and and uh, you know we're we're expecting a, a heck of a football game. So with that time, yours. Let's go first to Adam Teicher. Go down. Hey Andy, uh, just checking up on Orlando Brown. How do you look in practice this week? And do you feel like he'll be up on uh, Saturday? Uh, yep, I I think he has a good chance to be. Yes, he did good. He practiced last couple of days. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Good, Sam. Hey Andy, um, I was actually going to ask about Orlando as well, um, but um, I guess just to, something different. Um, I realize you can't offer specifics on this, but knowing that the immediacy of the playoffs is right around the corner, do you change your approach to this game at all? Whether it's wanting to get something in. Um, whether it's leaving something out that you want to save for the playoffs. Again, I realize you can't offer specifics, but generally speaking, does it change the approach at all this week? Uh, I would tell you no, Sam. I mean, we've got to, uh, we've got to play well. And, you know, you, I think both teams are going to try to win the game. So we, we, we're right in that position where we need to do that. So, so next to Herbie Teope. Go to Herbie. Just a couple of uh, internal housekeeping things here. Joshua Kando um, obviously was uh, designated to return to practice three weeks ago, so your window is up here uh, probably next couple of days. What are your plans with him, and do you hope to have him available for the playoffs? I think we have a pretty good shot at it. So, um, but it won't be this week. I mean, you know, right now. So, but he, we have a we have a shot at getting him back. Yes. So next to Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. Hey, Coach. I know you over the past few years you've you've changed your practices later in the season to to keep guys a little bit healthier and fresher. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, with 17 games this season, has there been anything different that you've done of late? And and also, how did this rookie class look as far as you know, kind of fighting through that rookie wall? Yeah, listen, that's a great question. I, I think they did a heck of a job with that. Um, I didn't see any drop off. Um, like you normally see. So, and 
And to answer your other question, yeah, we did. We maneuvered around a little bit. <clears throat> Probably started a tick earlier, a game or so earlier, uh, backing off, um, you know, uh, than, than we did last year. So just tried to keep it where, you know, you, you're hoping that they can stay strong here through uh, through the last part of the season. And, and we're lucky enough to be in the playoffs, so into the playoffs. Yeah. We'll go last three, starting with Seren. Go ahead, Seren. Um, and I'll have a follow-up, Brad. Uh, Coach, I know we hear a lot, and, and maybe it's more of a college thing, that a loss can be a good thing. You know, it's a it's a good teaching moment. I know it's a little different in, in professional ranks. Uh, I know you don't set out to lose, but is that something that sometimes maybe messages that are kind of being heard get get heard a little bit better or, or it, it makes more of a definitive point, you know, to anyone, anywhere on the, on the team, and, and maybe it can be a good thing moving forward? Well, listen, I, I think you, you're, you're right in, in the sense that everybody, you know, it's doom and gloom after you lose. And if you win, you're, you still want to learn from those the best you can. But there's a certain urgency that comes with it when you, when you lose. What that does is our end result here, who knows? I mean, I don't know exactly how to measure that other than, you know, if you win a game or, or lose a game. But I, I would tell you that um, – it's a it's a stinker to lose in the National Football League. You only have you know 17 games. It's different than your jacket right there. The Royals they have an opportunity to have a lot of games. Basketball has a lot of games, and so this one here you try to take advantage of every opportunity you have, and you you put so much time into it. The guys and the coaches and when you when you lose one, it rips you in the gut a little bit. So, um, but it also you, you go back, if you're real about it, you go back and evaluate the reasons very closely. And, and then, you know, and, and maybe the word process gets used too much. I'll, I'll use it here. Your process, your week by week process has obviously been effective, right? You've been around for a long time, but, but you've also been effective at a Monday night game, a, a Saturday game, changing around like that. You've been able to adapt that process. Does that give you whatever it is you do and scheduling and getting everything in on different times with the games being different times with so many national games that you play right now is that help you uh for the postseason where you don't know what time you're going to play you don't know who you're going to play that, that that's kind of a a good fire drill for lack of a better term during the course of the year to be ready for that first playoff week when you just have no idea who it might be yeah so i think on that Seren, i think you just go and you, you, there's certain things in this league you can't control and this time this last two years here it's been even magnified with COVID. so if you get hung up on all that stuff, whether they change the date, whether it's a COVID issue, you know, whatever it might be, um, uh, you're wasting your time. And so, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess there, if there's one good thing our guys do is they don't get caught up in all that stuff. They just kind of move ahead. And, okay, give us Saturday game. We'll go do Saturday game. You know, we go play at McDonald's. We go play at McDonald's. I mean, it's one of the, whatever you throw at us, we're going to we're going to take and do what we got to do. I mean, to try to do our best. Last two, we'll go Mick and then Nate. Go ahead, Mick. Andy, I got a couple off the field for you. Um, we visited your old stomping grounds a couple of weeks ago in LA. We uh, got some Tommy's burgers, uh, toured your high school, um, even saw a picture of you uh, kicking a game winning field goal in high school, which was great. I'm wondering how your upbringing, that school, maybe that neighborhood, shaped you in in your coaching yeah well i was lucky enough to grow up around all different kinds of people so it was um 
uh, you know, it was, it was a great education without knowing you were getting an education, but you sure found the value in everybody and you saw the good in everybody. And, you know, we were teammates and that whole deal. So, it, it, you know, it was, it was spectacular. I look back now and I go, geez, that was, that was incredible. I mean, incredible upbringing, uh, great neighborhood. Um, everybody got, got along and worked together. And, you know, I had a, I had a head coach that was Japanese American, but spent time in a concentration camp during the second world war. I, you know, how many guys knew that took place in our country? And so, I mean, from that, to, uh, every race, religion, I mean, that you can guess it, we had it and it was a beautiful melting pot. Nick, did you have a follow up there? You're still unmuted. You had one more. Uh, your friend Peter Arbogast, uh, voice of USC football, right? Uh, relayed a story. He said you were watching a high school football practice one time, and the, <laughs> but future high, Hall of Famer Mike Haynes was there, and he turned to you and said, uh, "Why aren't you out for high school football? You're huge." And you said, "Because I'm in fourth grade." Uh, was that was that a true story? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was, I was a little bit older, but it was right right around that time. Mike Haynes is one of my favorites. Uh, those guys were all my heroes growing up, and you know, my brother included was in there. So I, I, you know, those guys, Tom LeBond, who was one of the city councilmen, he was on that team with uh, Mike Haynes and Reggie Haynes. He played for the Redskins. We had all this talent there. They couldn't, we couldn't win a game, you know? And it, I mean, it, it, at that time, and then I kept telling them, when I get here, we're going to win, we're going to win. And we ended, up, we, we ended up winning. We had a bunch of good players too, and we ended up winning games. So it was a, it was a great experience, but you got a taste of it all that, that, uh, Plus, you had a Tommy Burger, man. You, you're in the club now. Huh? You're in the club. So that's good. And we'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, great time, Andy. Uh, I guess I'll bring it to football here uh, just briefly. Your running backs, um, how different is it early in the season versus where you are now in terms of confidence and their development, uh, both as running the football and receiving it from Patrick? Yeah, you know, they're doing a good job, Nate. I mean, they um, Daryl's been around here a while. I think people appreciate him now more than ever. And um, Gore's all of a sudden shown up. And it's a tribute to Brett. It's a tribute to the kid for uh, how hard he's worked. And McKinnon came on board. He stepped in. Uh, and then, you know, we've got a first-round pick that's a good player, too. So, um, and Paul. But it's uh, that's a good group. It's a good room. Greg's done a nice job working in there, um, and, and it's been you know it's been a good transition, I think, for the guys. Um, uh, you know, and and uh, they've been they've been productive for us. We got to keep it going though, Nate. I got it. Right? We'll give them too much credit. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Be safe. Thank you. You just heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Now we'll finish things up with Trey Smith. Trey, good to see you. A couple of questions for you. Um, but first off, you know, this is the most probably ever played in your career and everything. People talk about a rookie wall. Have you felt like there's anything that you've had to push through and anything you kind of had to manage as far as your your health and your, you know, just physical state right now? Yeah, you know, just uh, being consistent about, you know, body maintenance and habits, uh, doing the right thing. 
feel, you know, get enough sleep, eating the right things, you know, that has helped tremendously, I'd say, especially in this latter half of the season. Uh, it's definitely something that uh, is new to me. Obviously, I haven't played this much football ever uh, in my life, so it's something I'm adjusting to. But, you know, just building those good habits I had at the beginning of the season are paying off, you know, at the end. Let's go next to Herbie Teope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Trey, good afternoon. Hope you're well, man. Good afternoon. As you reflect, uh, as we come to the end of the year, obviously a lot of expectations for yourself and even uh, your fellow offensive linemen entering this year. How would you say you've either met the goal or there's still more to achieve? Yeah, yeah, I think there's always more to achieve. You know, you can play for 10 plus years. There's always something you can do better, something you can learn. Uh, so, no, I'm not, you know, satisfied where I'm at. Uh, there are a lot of things I can do better. Um, being more consistent in my game, and, you know, that's not, once again, not only – on the field, you know, on Sundays and Saturdays this week. But, you know, it's every day in practice, and, you know, it's building better habits as every day as I go on. Next is Serene Petro. Go ahead, Serene. Uh, Trey, just as you're coming down the stretch run, are you noticing, I've, I've heard some guys, Tim Grunhard's a Hall of Fame center for the Chiefs, talked about how every level it gets faster, right? College to the preseason, to the regular season, and then you come up on the playoffs, and that's a whole nother level. Are you seeing that, uh, you know, things kind of ramping up, particularly last week's game against a team that's going to be one of the playoff teams like you where the speed of the game is really taking a step forward? Yeah, absolutely. I, that's, that's pretty true, uh, especially from college and NFL. Uh, so I expect, you know, playoffs to even be another level, uh, you know, competition and people competing out there. But uh, once again, you know, Coach uh, Andy Heck, Corey Matei, they do a great job prepping us week in and week out, you know, uh, letting us do the things that we need to do on the field and having us prepared to go out and do it. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Trey. Uh, in the last two games, you guys as an offensive line have pushed forward to let your running backs uh, have over 100 yards these last two games. Just what has led to that success? And even with the shuffling last Sunday, what do you think you guys have done well to to get better in terms of run blocking? Yeah, you know, once again, going back to Coach Hack, Coach Matei, uh, you know, we go to work every week. Uh, Coach uh, <clears throat> me, he has a great plan uh, drawn up every week, and we just go out there and execute it. And, you know, as the offensive line, you take pride in the ability to move a person from point A to point B against their will. And doing that consistently, you know, making room for guys like room for DG, Jet, uh, obviously Daryl Williams as well. You know, we take pride in it, keeping them clean, and letting them do what they do best. So next to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey, Trey, uh, how do you think you guys did last week with all the transition, the guys moving around, and uh, Tooney moving to the outside? Is, is that a move you, you could make on, on the fly at some point, you think? Yeah, you know, um, going back to it, it's a next man up mentality, uh, especially in this league. Uh, anything can happen at a moment's notice. Uh, the guys who stepped in did an outstanding job, uh, you know, watching the film and everything, reviewing it. Uh, you know, once again, next man up, you know, Joe went out there, didn't blink. Andrew out there, you know, they didn't blink and they performed at a high level. And you can't ask for more than that. You know, if my name gets called for the opportunity and I have to go do that to help the team, you know, I won't hesitate to go help the team. Let's go back to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Trey, there's always a lot of horror stories about college and they're just about the length and the demands on your time. I mean, 5 a.m. practices, those kinds of things. How has the, you know, the physical demands on your time kind of compared for your rookie year versus college? Uh, and especially late in the season, you know, as far as how Coach Reed adapts, you know, changes his practices to kind of give you guys a little more time off. Yeah, um, for me, it was just about time management. That's like the biggest piece in the NFL compared to college. Obviously, 
um, I don't really have classes or homework, but my homework is, you know, studying my plays, getting in my playbook and make sure I'm ready and, you know, close to the game plan. Uh, Coach Reed does a phenomenal job with us. Uh, obviously, it's my first year here, but when I got here, I understand the older players talk about how well care of us especially later on in the season because we know what type of football is you know in front of us so in terms of that man just got the manager tom well and coach reed does a great job we'll go two more we'll go pete and then Sarin. go ahead pete hey trey with COVID and everything we won't get allegretti and i just was curious in the in the film review just how he felt about his game how you guys felt like he did as a group in the spot start uh despite you being on the other side yeah, I, was, I actually felt bad earlier because I didn't mention Nick, but Nick did an outstanding job too. I mean, he got me hyped up watching his pools a lot of times, especially in the goal line. Uh, brought a really high level of physicality to the game. Uh, and Nick's a guy that, you know, I take a lot of pride going to work with every day. Uh, great human being as well. But I thought he played excellent and I thought he had a great game. And we'll go last to Sarin. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, and kind of along those same lines, uh, just Creed Humphrey. I know there's some statistical accolades out there for him that he's, I think uh, one of the highest graded or maybe the highest graded uh, rookie uh, that's been out there. What, what, what's it been like playing next to him? I know you guys kind of being in it together as rookies, but, but also both of you playing at such a high level so early in your career. Uh, what's that chemistry been like for the two of you? Yeah, man, uh, it's been awesome. Uh, you know, being able to transition to NFL with someone that you've known prior, uh, a lot of draft training with Creed. Uh, and it's been really, it's been a great ride. It's been a lot of fun um, in terms of watching him work every day. You know, the statistical evidence, it doesn't surprise me just knowing him as a human being and just watching him operate, you know, he's methodical with what he does. And, you know, he, he's one of the best out there. There's no doubt about it in my mind. 